America's readiness for retirement continues to go down, as does the amount of people who believe that they can actually rely on Social Security in retirement. How does all this impact you? All that and more on today's episode of The Retire Once Show. Hello and welcome to The Retire Once Show, the show designed to help you get to retirement, but most importantly, stay retired. I'm your host, Jonathan Rankin. I'm the founder and CEO of Theorem Wealth Management, and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host. Hi, I'm Melissa Rankin. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here. We are back. I know that it's been a few weeks, but... uh, A little bit of a hiatus. You know, anybody who's had kids can know that when you have two young kids, it seems like that sickness just gets passed from one person to the next, and... uh, Keeps going round and round and round. Next thing you know, it's been two months. Is this the, I think this, well, it's only been a month, but I will say that it it, feels like two. It does feel like two, but I feel like this is the first time in, I don't even know how long that every member of our household actually has a voice and has. Oh, knock on wood. Whoa, whoa. We're trying to jinx that. That cough, that voice, it's just been one of those years, but uh, we're back and we are happy to. It's been one of those years, he says. It is. (laughs) In April. I know. I just feel like. I feel like, you know, it's already been a year and it's just, uh, this is the first time that everybody's healthy. So hopefully all of you are healthy and had a great holiday weekend, but uh, we're happy to be back. Obviously a lot's been going on in the markets and in retirement. So uh, we've got a lot to get to today, but before we jump into that, Mel, what do we want people to do? We want you to subscribe. We want you to follow along on this journey, if you will. I mean, if nothing else, just to keep track of how often our kids get sick. That's right. And and not only that, but how often we lose our voice. Because Uh, as clients will know, a few weeks ago, it was hard to have a conversation when I would just strain through a lot of those uh, a lot of those calls. So thank you to all of those clients who were very patient and uh, yes. and dealt with that. But uh, we're happy to be here, you know. And really today we're going to be talking about Social Security. You know, there's new studies out talking about how many people actually believe they can rely on Social Security, and also America's retirement readiness. So that's what we're going to jump into first. So actually with that, there's a study that Fidelity did that shows that America's readiness for retirement has diminished significantly. Yeah, so I mean, and you use those words significantly and diminished together. I just feel like that's catching. Yeah, I don't you know, maybe this is just their PR team that's saying, hey, this is a big sweeping you know, thing that everybody has to read. And then you dig into the numbers. They surveyed uh, 3,569 people, which... You know, if you've, been, big of a if you've been watching our show for a while, you know that, you know, that doesn't seem like that many people, but we're still going to dive into the numbers, see if it's applicable to you. Uh, they surveyed these people that were between ages of 25 and 75, all working households. And what they found was that millennials, their savings rate decreased by 0.2%, uh, baby boomers by 2.2%. But Gen Xers actually saw their savings rate increase as of late uh, by 1.4%. So I believe this is going back over the past year. So we're seeing certain generations reduce their savings, others increasing it. Again, out of that pool of about, you know, 3,500, big age range. But I think that the big takeaway from all of that was that Americans have saved only 78% of income needed for retirement. Yeah, and this is this ultimately comes back to how much do you need to live off in retirement, and you know, Fidelity does this whole uh, you know ret- America's retirement score, where they score America's retirement on a scale of zero to one hundred and fifty, and you know the re- America's nice round numbers. America's retirement score has now moved back into the yellow. They say it's at seventy eight, a five point decline from the all time high that it was at eighty three back in twenty twenty. So. 
our readiness for retirement has gone down. My guess is that with the market going down, that's got to be attributable to it, but we'll dig into that in just a minute. Fidelity actually said that the primary result of the drop was that Americans are saving less and investing more cautiously, both of which are natural reactions during a challenging financial environment. I mean, that's stating the obvious, the <laughs> pandemic, market volatility, the latest turmoil in banking. I mean, the list goes on and on. You're telling me that uh, people concerned that their money in their bank is adding to, you know, this fear that, you know, they're not going to have enough for retirement. I mean, their overall stress. Yeah. I, you know, I, who would have thought that that would happen? But, you know, I do think that there is this, uh, this issue that we're seeing with people saving for retirement and, you know, using that as a means to just tap into additional income instead of, you know, instead of cutting back on spending, it's let's cut back on our savings and that can have long-term ramifications down the road when you think about, you know, if you're in your 30s or 40s today and your retirement's 20 years away, you might not be thinking about 20 years away as you're going through the concern of, can I go to the bank and withdraw money out of the ATM if the bank's not going to be around? You're not thinking about that. So I think all of that leads to this concern of, do I even need to save for the future? What will the future look like? So yeah, it can get a little scary there. Um, but in some of the other numbers... 57% of people were worried about losing their savings by investing too aggressively. Which is interesting because I feel like people aren't saving as much. It's almost like it's contradicting yeah. a little bit. So you're saving less and you're, it sounds like investing more conservatively, um, which is understandable. I mean, nobody likes to see a bear market or go through it. Of course not. The issue is that the market's already fallen. Now, granted, it's come back a little bit as of late, but we're talking about you know, reducing equity exposure after the market's fallen. You know, where was this conversation in November of 2021? You exactly. Know? And, and that's, the, that's the issue is that, you know, instead of having a disciplined investment approach, most people will, you know, they're going to put together an asset allocation based on that time and say, oh, you know what, everything's going well, let me increase my stock exposure, increase the risk I'm taking, and then have this knee-jerk reaction when things go the opposite way. Well, of course, things go in cycles. So you're going to, we're going to go through bull markets and bear markets. And if you're adjusting your asset allocation based on what the last 12 months or six months in the market did, you're always going to be on that whipsaw of being on the wrong side of the trade. Which is interesting because Fidelity also said that only 59% of people are investing in an age-appropriate manner, which kind of goes to your point. Yeah. And I mean, I found that the interesting part of that was how millennials were not invested appropriately based on their age and saying that they didn't have enough equities in their portfolio. And I think about, well, yeah, a lot of millennials started their career right in the teeth of the great, you know, the global financial crisis, which, you know, was not a good time. We remember oh. that, you know, <laughs> yeah, but we uh, lived that. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we made it through. But, you know, I, I what I don't understand is why is there this thought of reducing equities when for millennials retirement is going to be decades away? Not only that, but there was a period of time from what, 2009 through last year where the market was extremely strong for that demographic. Now, I know there are other things, whether it was student loans, and all these other right. things other that things come into play, into, yeah. housing, all of that stuff. But I do feel like, you know, thinking about how you're investing right now and maybe it's social media that is adding fuel to the fire. I mean, that was a driving a, force for sure. It was a big reason why Silicon Valley bank went out of business was it was this push on social media. And so we're starting to see this new regime of, you know, investors with a public voice 
and getting caught into these narratives of, well, when everything is going down, everything looks horrible. Let's just start reducing equities, and maybe that's causing some underweight there. But uh, that is concerning that I feel like for the millennial generation. The last takeaway that I found interesting from the Fidelity report was that 52% of people are going to need to make some sort of either modest change or significant change to their retirement spending plan if they don't save more. So we have this saving problem that uh, that America's facing, but also now there's this other concern that we want to dive into, which is the fear that Social Security is not going to be there. And I know we covered this before, but... Uh, we do talk about this often, yeah. but most Americans still say that they don't think that they can count on Social Security for their retirement income. Yeah, and this was a new study that was published by Allianz Life that found that a majority of Americans that are you know, working right now are worried about their long-term financial stability. And let's dive into some of the highlights because I feel like that's going to be the most important part for our audience. Absolutely. So let's start with some of the big numbers. 74% say that they can't count on Social Security benefits when planning for retirement income. I hear this all the time when talking to people that even though they're some of the people that we talk to are retiring in the next year or next six months, they for years they haven't planned on you know, relying on Social Security and they don't even want to factor it into their retirement plan. Even 74%, though, though, that's still a big that's, number. That's a big number. And I know there's this fear that Social Security is going away and you see all these big headlines. You hear that all the time. Yeah, you do. But the reality is there are a lot of proposals right now working their way through uh, through Congress about you know, how they can solidify Social Security and, and fund it for a longer period of time. In fact, I saw one that was uh, potentially increasing the retirement age from 67 to age 70 for people in their 20s. So if you're watching this in your 20s, I would be shocked. But uh, but also thanks for watching. Thank you for watching. Um, I know retirement's going to be a, wise, a <laughs> while away for you, but uh, thanks for watching. But Never yeah. too early to be thinking about it, though. No, and I, I wonder how much there, you know, Congress is going to be able to increase the retirement age for people, given what we saw in France. I mean, for those who aren't uh, familiar, France raised their retirement, or they increased their retirement age to 64, which it was 62. So they raised by two years, and it was just what, chaos in the streets. I mean, businesses were boarding up windows. I mean, there were riots. Yeah. There was trash all over some of the pictures it was crazy yeah it looked uh, it looked pretty bad and you know it's not a place that as beautiful as i think it is it's not a place that i want to visit anytime soon based on all of those uh the riots there and the protests but that certainly w- not right now <laughs> that was just from increasing it from 62 to 64 we're already at 67 and as we know i think americans can probably riot with the best of them <laughs> that just i don't know i think we've seen that from yeah. social proof so Trying to push back on that part, I don't know if that's going to uh, going to happen. But um, I, I do feel like for those who are retiring within the next ten years, uh, at least even even fifteen years, I would feel confident that retirement or that Social Security is going to be there for you. You know, they do say that the trust fund is uh, is fully secure until I believe it's twenty thirty four, and then after that, there's enough money that is going to be generated by the system alone that's going to be able to generate at least 78% of proposed benefits. So it's not going away completely, even if nothing happens in Washington. So I wouldn't worry about that part of it. Which might lead into this next um, point that they found in the study. 88% say it's critical to have another source of guaranteed income beyond Social Security benefits in order to have a comfortable retirement. This is... Again, these giant numbers. They're giant numbers, but this is... This is something that I wanted to point out because I feel like it's important. You see a big headline that says most Americans say they can't count on Social Security for retirement income. You click on this story 
It's by Allianz Life, and they say something like this, and then they have their uh, their specialist, this uh, Kelly Levine, come out, and her quote in the story is, Social Security benefits are often the backbone of a retirement strategy, but it cannot be your entire strategy. A strong retirement strategy will ensure you have enough guaranteed income to cover your, cover your essential expenses. That guaranteed income can come from Social Security benefits, along with other investments and protection products such as annuities. That's convenient. What? (laughs) Allianz sells annuities. They're an insurance company. So when reading these numbers, and this goes back to the fear of, is Social Security going to be there or not? Remember who's publishing the story. Because... Consider the source. (laughs) Yeah, we've always talked that annuities, they're not... The best thing in the world, but they're also not the worst thing in the world. They're, they're a great fit for a certain group of people. If you are worried about the market, you want guarantees, they're a great source of guaranteed income. And it is a very specific circumstance that you should buy. Keyword with. specific. It's not a one size fits all. And that's where we see the danger come into play is that there's this blanket approach to saying everybody needs an annuity like they're at an Oprah show. It's not like we're trying to you give away <laughs> annuities to everybody because everybody's retirement is different. And that's the problem with studies like this is that it scares people into thinking that they need these complex products because annuities are complex. Very. But I've seen a lot of people who have them that it does deliver that it certainty. Makes sense. It, it does. And it's, you want to make sure that it makes sense for your specific retirement. So uh, I had to I had to point that out because it was just, you know, it was interesting when I saw these numbers and then I knew scanning the article, there's got to be a quote in here somewhere around annuities. And there was, like I said, we are not anti-annuity and not pro-annuity. We are pro-specific to your circumstances. Say we're pro-your retirement. That's it. And so um, it is interesting that some of the other things in the study that I want to go through was uh, that right now fewer Americans worry about a major recession right around the corner. That's down to 57%, which it was a lot higher than that last year. But 41% say they are still concerned that they will be laid off because of an economic downturn. So congratulations to people feel better. I was going to say those that, that feel good about it, I guess that's that's something. It is. I mean, I still do believe that there's a recession coming around the corner, but hey, that's just my opinion uh, based on what we read. But um, if that's the case, then, you know, I would say locking all of your money into annuity might not be the greatest <laughs> thing. Uh, but once again, based on your own retirement. So another good point from the study was more than half, 63% actually, are keeping more money out of the market than they think that they should. And 62% would rather have their money sit in cash than endure the market swings. Kind of goes back to what Fidelity is saying. People are misallocated based on their specific you know, age and their retirement goals. And this is a big number. 63% of people are under allocating to stocks. And this isn't us saying go out and you know, flood your portfolio with stocks. It's about establishing an investment discipline, something that you can stick to for a long period of time because market swings are going to happen. But if you look over the history of the market, you can go back to the Great Depression. uh, Typically, bear markets don't last as long as bull markets. Bull markets are a lot longer. So if you're going to be trying to time that market, sitting in cash, well, when are you getting back in? I remember this with clients and, and I was say that's always the question. Yeah, it is. But I remember this specifically in years like 2008, you know, when talking to people after that, maybe 2010, 2012, and 
everybody had, you know, a lot of people had this story of, oh, I got out of the market back in 07. I saw this thing coming and that's great. But you're still sitting in a bond fund and it's four or five years past. It's when are you going to get back in? Because the news never makes it seem like it's a great time to just jump back in. In fact, March 9th of 09 didn't seem like a good time at all. Uh, March 26th of, of 2020 didn't feel like a good time at all. But both of those instances were the bottom of the market. And the only reason why the market bottomed was because a change in policy. 09, it was a change in the, the way the, the banks had to mark securities on their balance sheets. And in 2020, it was the giant stimulus bill. Both things are not something you can predict or foresee. So for all these people that are keeping money out of the market, I just have a fear that they're going to miss out on you know, a growth opportunity whenever we do see it. That could be, what do we always say? We're going to see a new all-time high in the market, but when are we going to see it? We don't know. Nobody knows. And so I wouldn't try to time the market. Um, what else we got? I was going to say, there's one more key point that I wanted to point out. 66% of people worry that if they don't increase their retirement savings soon, it will be too late to have a comfortable retirement. Goes back to what Fidelity was, was saying. Yeah, I mean. And so I think that we can see the common themes of what people are concerned about is that they've got to, they've got to save more. It, it, Instead of spending less, I mean, which you think would go, kind of go hand in hand, people are like, instead, we just won't save as much. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's the gist, of, I guess, of what Fidelity is kind of getting at. It is, but I think there's a bigger conversation we had about how it's harder. And I, I've, I've heard, uh, I've, I've read a couple other people on this topic of it's harder for millennials and younger generations to save because of how much is in front of you on social media. You know, especially the millennial generation, they value vacation more than any other generation. You think of, makes sense. you know, you see people all day long as you're scrolling on your phone. Oh, wow. Everybody's at the beach. I want to go on vacation. I want to take our kids somewhere. I want to be able to, you know, have this grandiose lifestyle. Well, that money's got to come from somewhere. And so, um, you know, I don't know how much of it is a factor of, I just want to make sure I'm living my best life now and today or, uh, and kind of forget the future. It's really one of two camps. You've got the fire movement. Let me stop working at 38 years old. Let me live in an RV and live Travel off of the world. $25,000 a year. Or it's let me just live my life and forget about retirement and figure it out later on down the road. Be in the now. So, you know, th- both of those things bring back to you just got to save more. Save more. Invest more discipline. I feel like both of those things are going to take care of themselves. And if you are considering an annuity, make sure that annuity fits your specific uh, retirement and your specific, you know, overall financial picture. There's not a one size fits all problem. Absolutely. Don't let those high numbers. What was it? 88%, 74% over the sixties on a few of them. Don't let those high numbers scare you into getting something that's not right for you. Yep. And the last takeaway is that uh, don't be worried by all these big headlines about social security going away. Like I said, it's funded through 2034. And even after that, if nothing happens in Washington, there it's at least funded enough with ongoing revenue to give you at least 78% of benefits. So uh, with that, I'm Jonathan Rankin. I'm Melissa Rankin, and I hope that we gave you a little bit of peace of mind with some of these studies. Absolutely. Thank you for being here, and we will see you next time.